הלו, יא, מרמרדכי, מיו און, גוד איבנינג, דיס איז ג'רוט רדיו, ג'רוט יודה דאט קאם, ווי וויטינג, ווי וויטינג פור רייט נאו, הלו, יא, יאס, אוקיי, אוקיי, טכניקל פרובלם אז יושל, אוקיי, יו אר און. Welcome everyone to another week with Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. We are here to take your mental health questions and to create an awareness. The number to call and to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Before we start, I first want to bring or share with a beautiful thank you to everyone that has participated in In the beautiful directions workshop that we have had me Harav Nissen we had Rabbi Yitz Greenfield we had Dr. Ephraim Nudman unbelievable Siata Deshmaya a far greater crowd than we ever dreamed of practically filled up the shul we had over 150 people there and it's all in a week and a half of just informing that is beautiful Baruch Hashem thank you all for coming We've had people that came in all the way from Montreal, those that came in from Muncie, from far and near. It was nice seeing people that we speak, that we know, and just to put faces to the names, that's nice. So thank you all for coming. Merit Hashem, we plan on doing many more of those. There was a beautiful, positive energy and vibe, so we plan on continuing it. And again, thank you, Jay Root, for making it happen. And thank Rabbi Greenfield for really putting in those hours. And Aaron and everyone behind the scenes, the hundreds of hours, I would say, that were put in behind the scenes. It was a beautiful, smashing success for the first time. Baruch Hashem. Yes, uh, and I want to just to say thanks to the SLC, the Sparadik Luminous Center, and to especially to Vicky, uh, Mrs. Vicky, and Rabbi Elbaz. Of, uh, all the best, and thank you for all you. I know Rabbi Weinberg and... Uh, Uh, it's uh, by Greenfield and Greenfield brothers and the doctors that was over there and all the crowd. Thank you. And especially to my uh, family that helped a lot on the organization. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. A lot to your family for being there. And for me, as being an Ashkenaz, to go to the shul and just to see a Sparty shul, beautiful on the outside, beautiful on the inside with the Shechina. You can feel the Shechina there. And it was beautiful to Dava Meir with the Sparty Nusach. It's a uh, It was a change, and it was, it, was, it was just great. It was so nice. It was an evening that I would just use the word magical. It was ischos and sotsiyata deshmaya along the entire path. I thank everybody in Shalom for that. Okay, There's so... a mazel tov that I just want to give. We're going to keep their names out. But they got engaged within the last three days. Someone that I've sort of gotten to know just through the radio. I've never even met them. Oh, actually, I've met them once, but for a couple of minutes somewhere. But... Hashem, to hear the Simcha, to hear that this is someone that has worked, grown within themselves. There were challenges, there were growth, there was therapy, there were many years of growing, and what happened from there, Baruch Hashem, is health and got engaged on a healthy, positive, great way. So the Rebbein Shalom should send them, and the Zivik should be Eli Yafa, and Merit Hashem, if you work, Every, the Rebbein Shalom sends the Siyat of the Shemaya. So let's just remember, no matter where you're coming from, what the challenges are going behind you and whatever experiences you've gone through, if you keep on growing, you get there. And they forward me a picture of the Chas and Kala together. Beautiful. So a Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov to you. Amen. Okay. And, we start with uh, Miss, uh, Miss D and... Uh, no, one second. Miss C and Miss N. Okay. 
So we are going to go to Miss C and Miss N all the way from okay. England. The UK. So yes. we're jumping you ahead of the line. Go ahead, Miss C and Miss yes. N, you're on. Hello, is that me? Yes, that is you. Yeah, hello. So we're two friends calling and we we want to, to ask you a question. So it goes like this. Basically, um, we started a new term in school and Along with that, we changed places. Now, both of us, we found ourselves next to a girl, and we found it very, very, we find it very, very difficult to sit next to them for various reasons. Um, yep. And we wanted to know. I don't think there's anything to do. We can't really change the seats or anything. Um, to know, I wanted to know what we can to do to make it better for us to sit there next to these girls. Okay, so let me understand the story again. So you're in seminary. No, 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 no. I'm in ninth grade. You're in ninth grade, and you're changed schools. There's now a new school. No, we didn't change schools. We changed places, like seats in the class. Okay, yeah. And now and you're next to a girl. That What's the issue when you sit next to that girl? Um, she, I don't know how to say it. She, she, let's say, she doesn't even want to learn. She's not even, she, she sits there basically just because she has to. And okay. let's say she just sits there basically to copy my notes. She doesn't really want to learn. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. She just doesn't, Wait, she just and, wants and to, like, the just... issue? Okay. Does she bother you? Um, sometimes she does. She, like, always wants me to, let's say, she's always drawing pictures, let's say. And Wait, she... she pictures she, on your notes? She, she's, let's say, always drawing pictures. And she just wants to Wait, look at me and, let's say, while I want to learn. And then she... Hold on. Wait, can you clarify? She draws pictures on your notes? No, 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 on her own notes. And then she's always letting nudging okay. me. And so let me understand something. What is that bothering you if she's doing all those things for herself? What's, I, I, I'm not getting the difficulty. Because we're really meant to be like learning partners sort of. So let's say we're in a Chumash lesson or something. Okay, so now so, you have a partner that's not doing that well. So let's say there are three girls studying together, and one of the girls aren't doing well. Okay, good. Now how is it affecting you? So... I feel like it's a one side. It's not a two way. It's a one one sided thing. She comes from, I think, a dysfunctional home, and it's like I feel like it's a one it's a one sided thing. Like I have to do all the work, and she just wants to copy my notes and get out of the lesson. She doesn't want to learn or anything. Yes, Katya, excellent. So let me share with you when we have this problem in the yeshivas, it's even a little bit harder. Because a chavrusa means one boy learning with another boy. There's two people only. I don't use the word only primarily. Now, what happens when you've got two people primarily, like basically one-on-one, what happens if one person isn't learning? Then the other one's time or the other two will learn alone is very difficult. So then that is one question that makes it much harder when you have someone that's learning, someone that's better, and someone that's a little bit less. Now, I want to stop there a second and clarify an important aside before going to try to go to the details. What type of a life do you think it is if everyone, let's imagine a marriage when both are exactly the same. What's the point in having when we say that when you have a string that's made up, a, 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 a rope that's made up of three strings, it's very hard to cut because each one will have a strength somewhere else, and together it's a knot, it's a rope that's very hard to break. Now, 
Imagine you have the rope that everyone is just on top. You can't have that. That's not three. That's everyone exactly the same. You usually will not get such a rope. One is stronger here. One is a little weaker lower down. And the other two strings will be stronger in other paces, which means that together we make a whole. This is a fundamental mistake that not only teenagers have, and we'll explain why it's the way teenagers look at things, but it's a major fundamental mistake in the way adults think many times, and they're stuck in a I-win-you-lose situation. That means when I'm on top, I'm a winner. When I'm down, I am a loser. What happens if we can recognize there are times I can be on top and there are times that I will be on the bottom? That's life. That's human emotions. We're going to have good days and we're going to have bad days. But now imagine at my good day, instead of only looking at someone who's better than me or I want to do better, I can actually help the person who's a little bit weaker than me. Now I help them and they lift and I help and I lift them up. Do you know what happens on the day when I am down? Who's going to lift me up? The person that's on top of me, they're not interested in me. But the person that I helped, now they will lift me up. And that's how friendship is formed. That's how close people are formed. Now, in the school system, where it's very much your value, now it's not the yeshivas, it's not the rabbeim, it's just how when we do these concepts of marks, it's if you get 100, you're better, you get a 90, you're better than someone that got an 80, but you're less than someone that got a 100. If you get an 80, you're better than someone that got a 70, but you're worse than someone that got a 90 or a 100. So your value is based on how much you know, and it's not preparing you for life skills, where it's not about how much you know. It's about, oh, it's more importantly, how well you can get along with others, how well you're liked by others. So now let's take this second, a second and think about it. Imagine this girl needs some help. And you're just focused on knowing the Chumash, she's copying your notes. But you're not focused on growing. When I learned in Yeshiva, I learned in the Mir and Eretz Yisrael, Rav Nassim Tzvi Finkel Zatzal was very focused on stop taking the best Bach or take a Bach where you both can grow. Someone that you will be there, you'll be there for, their, for them, and they'll be there for you. And he highly encouraged highly encourage learning with Bacharim that weren't so good, and you can lift them up. And when you help someone that's on a drop of a lower level than you, you feel great. So let's understand for a moment that if you're telling me you're a Chavrusa, where it's a boy, one boy, and one boy, which it's the main Seder, and that boy is not learning at all, and coloring, or not paying attention, or drawing, then what happens is you're not going to be able to learn. So what you need to do is, you have to work out with the Rebbe. I want to help a boy that can't learn. I want to help a boy that's having a hard time. Let him learn a half hour. Let him triple up with us. The point is that you will have a study mate that you will be able to learn, and you can help the person up. I don't know from experience anyone that has helped others grow, and it was done healthy where they lost in the long run. Maybe in the short run they didn't do as good, but they grew in so many other places. So now if you're telling me in your study, mate, that there's you, your friend, and this other girl, I wonder if you can discuss it with the teacher saying, look, we're taking a girl that's, that, that is not really contributing that much. We're going to help her grow. But can you give us a little leeway? Can you give us extra points for that, for an example, with that one level? Or can you give us more time if we need it? Or could we lower our expectations, work with it, but recognize here's an opportunity for you to connect to a girl 
help a girl that in the long run this girl might help you. What do you say to that idea? Um, I, I just want to clarify something. It's not, it's not both of us with one girl. We each have a different girl. Yeah, and okay. also there's more issues than that. That is only like one part of it. Okay, so let's understand. So let me get your story a little clearer. So each of you study with one girl, and each of you have a different girl that has issues that they're not as good as you. No, no, no. Just issues, not, not that it's not good me, just like different issues. So we're talking too, theory, too theoretical, means I don't understand it. If you can tell me, like, I understood that one girl, let's say Miss C, and you told me you're studying with someone, and it's only you alone with her, and that girl doesn't concentrate, she doesn't, she colors, and that's all she does. Um, Correct? Yes, yeah, she also, let's say, she, let's say, and I'd say, let's say, also hygiene. I don't know, I don't think she comes from a dysfunctional home, so she's not, she can't even, even if she wants to learn, I don't think she can even. Okay, but you see, we're, we're going into family. What's your question? Let's go straight. What's your question? I want to know how I can, like, sit in that place and not, and not, like, and not be, like, on the edge of my seat waiting for them. I want to know how it can be easier for me, like, instead of, like, dreading each question lesson. Again. I, I, please forgive me. I'm really not getting your question, which means I hear three questions that's possible, so I need a direct question. Is your stress when you're studying with that girl for that 20 minutes, how long do you study together? Every single lesson, every single, every single day. We're, like, with every single lesson, we're all together. We're... We, when you say all partners. together, I thought it's just you and this one girl. No, we're in the classroom setting, and each girl has a partner on a different desk. Like, we're all... Okay, and you always study every single class. So if you've got five classes, five different studies, every time you're studying with the same girl? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. There's like one seating plan, and unless, let's say, it's something like math, where we're in different classes, she's in a different group than me, but 99 of all the lessons, yeah. Okay, Harvnison, could you help me out over here? I usually get it, and I'm um, having I, a little bit of a difficulty. I, I think this is very typical to, uh, I would say, teenagers and also adults. But you know, I, I think the teenagers. I, I remember myself uh, with my kids that, uh, as a, you know, partner that wasn't so cooperative uh, with with the learning, and the the kids, my kids, feel that they they all the burden on them, and the other side. I would say that. Uh, we know that the Gaon Mevin uh, said that, uh, and the Chachamim said, as uh, if you want to learn very good, you know, and to remember, repeat it hundred and one time. And the story, the famous story in the Gemara, I don't remember, they recall the name of the rabbi that repeat for, he, he lived so long because, and ask him why, he always repeat and teach the, the kids, even he was, was out of the, of, of concentration and everything, it was repeat and repeat and repeat until the, the, the student learn. I think this is very, very to you benefit that you're doing it and you, the, the, the beneficiaries that you get, it's unbelievable. You get, you get to learn the, the, uh, the material very, very good and beside it, you understand much better and it will be in, in your memory and your favorite that uh, I don't think that uh, nobody can take it from you. And it, uh, just pass it and see the positive side of teaching someone that maybe, maybe is not so brilliant like you. And it could be 
that maybe also you change the approach and be more positive towards this girl, poor girl, and maybe do the, the shiur, the, 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 what you're learning, a little bit more interesting. This is your creativity. And it seems like that you are very, very smart girls and you can do it. You can do it to create, you know, something that uh, lively and maybe and give her. Don't, don't think about and don't even try to think about she's silly and stupid and lazy. You know, I'm, I'm putting this word, but think that maybe she's a little bit late bloomer. Maybe she is, don't help your ways and she has a different way to help you understand the, the material. So try, I think this is, will be your benefit. And as Rabbi Mordechai said, in the, maybe one day they, she will help you uh, much better than you're thinking. I, I also want to ask a question. You're learning with her. Can you also get help? Means I'm a big believer in helping someone, but you also have to make sure that you're safe and you're taken care of. Um, okay. I, I don't know. The school. In do, other words, can they, you discuss they, with the teacher? Maybe only the sit. Maybe the teacher will we, we will tried. have different lessons. One lesson you'll sit with her. Another lesson a different girl will sit with her. Change the seating. No, plan. it doesn't work like that. We don't do like that in our school. Notice what you just said. We don't do like that in our school. Final. <laughs> when you discuss it with a teacher, there are options. Life, do you know how many times in therapy this is one of the most frustrating statements a therapist has to hear? We know after five or ten sessions of building up someone, they'll find other options. But when they come in, no, this won't work, that won't work. They're busy with what won't work. As you get more confidence, you see what will work. So let me shift the question back to you. I would like you to give me three ideas, really five, but let's limit three that you can try changing and helping out with this friend. Um, make her more motivated, maybe. Okay, that's one option. But like she said, she might have some major issues at home and things like that. Um, maybe we should speak to a high, uh, high authority, like to let to the head teacher or something. Excellent. That is also a great idea. That's why there's a head teacher. So if the teachers don't do, or if the teachers aren't doing changes enough, that there's someone they're responsible. Or maybe the teachers needs the principal, like the head, the headmaster, to know about it to help out. Yes, that's a second great idea. And let's see if you come up with another third idea. Fantastic two ideas so far. Um, I can't. I can't really think of another one. Um, I still think I like my idea a lot <laughs> about speaking to the teacher and let the teacher come up with different ideas for that. Um, yeah, we'll try that. We'll try that. Well, here we have a message that someone just sent me. I have a very out of the box suggestion. Maybe the girls can ask the teacher to learn something like how it's important to stay clean or such kind of halachas that may get the girl thinking on how her ways of dressing and how it can be implied in other areas. Maybe there are things that how to stay focused. Maybe there could be, a, 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 I like that idea a lot, a suggestion, how the teacher can have girls stay focused, not to draw or a time to draw, or have the teacher speak to her. Maybe she's a very talented girl and did not like to draw. She is. She is, she is. she is very talented. She does like to draw. So then if she's not so good in other areas, she and she just, like, she does what she's good at, and she does like to draw. That's, that, she does do that. 
So try to convince her that she's she if she has talent to drawing, she, can, she has talent to learning, and try to bring her to the positive sides of learning, and try to be creative for her and for yourself. My question to you: Do you understand? You understand the the material that's very good. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. The thing is, it's not. It's like. I can't do anything about material. Teacher sets a task that we should do, and we have to do it together with our partner, let's say. And she's busy drawing, and she's, like, very obviously not interested. And, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, help, I don't know what to do. Okay. And then let's put it this way. And what happens if, you, again, you approach a teacher? The reason why I'm pushing to the teachers because that's their jobs. Imagine you tell the teacher, look, I'm learning with this girl. I need extra help. It's supposed to be equal. There's a girl. I'm being nice, or I'm taking care. I'm helping out, but I need your help. Help us out. Come by our desk more often. Do you notice again how you're reaching out for help? Do you realize what I'm suggesting? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Teachers yeah. are not there to just teach information. It's not what a teacher is. And if anyone is that way, they usually don't take the teacher position. A teacher is someone that cares about students. Someone that, that cares about the rabbinic plan and wants to teach in whatever subject they do, even if it's the secular studies of math, you're teaching Yerashamayim, you're teaching how to be honest, you're teaching a presence of the rabbinic plan. That's what teaching is. So you, I want you to realize teachers are there for you. And you might have asked once, maybe they're busy, maybe it was a bad day, maybe you asked it at the wrong time, but they're there for you. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would like you to reach out to the teacher, share with the teacher the problem, say, how can you help us? Okay? Yeah, okay, okay. thank you very much. You're very welcome for staying up so late, British hours, appreciate it. And again, I want you to realize, just go over the main core, as our said, as we said, that you are extremely lucky position that you're able to help. Helping is a powerful place, and Baruch Hashem, you, Baruch Hashem, you are able to do that. Okay, we go to Mrs. D. Mrs. D, to call in and ask your question is 718-683-5858, Hi. Yes. Thank you. My question is how to respond to a difficult sibling. Um, dealing with him is exhausting and upsetting and stressful. Uh, I have one younger sibling who's quite a bit younger than me, and the situation is that he blames my family for not calling him. He happens to live far, um, and he expects calls frequently, but he never lets up. This has been happening for over 10 years, and it's almost becoming harassing. Now, uh, one example is that he especially wants my children to call. Even though they're all adults, some are even married, uh, but they don't rush to get involved. Now, let, let's hold on a bit. We've got enough history. Now, let's try the other way. And could you tell me everything that you did do that didn't work? I want you to realize how far you've gone. Okay. I've, I've passed along messages to my children and ask them to be considerate and give a call. Now, um, is your brother married? Yeah. Um, was. 
was. So now he's single. Right. Now, let, let's try something else. Instead of going into his needs and his demands and all that, I wonder, is there a possibility for you to completely tell him, can we just discuss me? Because what you're doing is you're actually controlling the conversation to where you want to go. And I don't want to use the word controlling because that has a negative term, but you're able to keep it safe and you're running the topics. What would happen if you tell your brother, look, when we speak, sometimes it comes up, my kids don't call you. Here's their number. Speak to them directly. I would like to talk to you. I'm your sister. I just want to talk to you about me and about you and about your day and my day. That's the topics I would like to discuss. And what would happen then? Uh, that's a good good scenario. He would then say, well, I've already contacted them. I've already emailed them, and I didn't and hear that. I'm going to do this. Notice, brother dear, how you just discussed my kids again. I want to discuss me and you, and not going into places out of my power. I want to discuss about the weather. Well, let's even discuss the five, six topics that we can talk about. And, and one of the ways when you deal with people that do that is you usually share vulnerability. You know, when we discuss my kids and they're not calling you and you're hurt and I get hurt and I get angry at them and all that, I really want to enjoy conversations with you. Let me tell you topics that I enjoy. You're shifting and you're guiding where the conversation goes to. Mm -hmm. I would like you to tell me probably what he will say to that. Um... He will not like it. He, he won't like it. I, and I, I need to. Add, I should add. In thinking a lot, a past number of days about how to phrase this this issue, and in in the form of a question for you. Yeah. Um. It also occurred to me that this happens with my parents as well. When our parents were alive, he would complain to them. That's right. Uh, and they would transfer the question to me. They would. They would right. in turn complain to me. That's right. Right. And I certainly don't want that to be repeated. And they would uh -huh. beg me, or they would defend him. They would beg me, you know, you've got to get those kids to call. And, of course, it felt very dysfunctional then. Yeah. Uh, there, I want to add that there is perhaps one other piece that I think is very key, and that is that he targets especially one child, all of them, but especially one, even though this child is absolutely an adult. Um, but this child wants no contact whatsoever, That's especially... Right. Now, notice, 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 I don't want to do that. Do you see what's happening now? You're giving me details, and you're going into your brother's needs that's out of your control. I want you to recognize. Imagine your mother is upset that your kids don't call. Our goal is not to help the others go, Ma, this is the person's number. I can pass on the message once, but now would you, I, I want to clarify. If someone is a healthy uncle or a healthy mother or a healthy father, kids want to call, unless the kid themselves have an issue. Okay? But generally, I believe there might not. be personality issues. I, I believe that... Uh, perhaps um, abuse issues. I believe I, that that could be going I on. I understand exactly yeah. what you're saying. You're talking about a personality, correct? Personality disorders. Yes. That's right. I, I heard that right away in your first second. 
but I'm trying to answer that without diagnosing. Notice what we're doing over here. Do you notice what we're trying to get you to do? Yes. What Control from my end. Do? Do, what, do what set my parameters and boundaries where I'm comfortable. That's right. And, and, and shifting it back to him when I feel it, it crosses that line. That's right. I've had just today an evaluation, and it really pains me, where someone was coming, oh, I'm going to, of course, change the information, but someone is coming and saying, let's assume they have a brother that's an alcoholic, and telling me, how do I help the alcoholic? And I say, wow, it's really a long process, and there's a lot to do. He says, but my brother's asking me today for money, what do I do? And I said, okay, have you gone to other therapists? Sure, what do the other therapists tell you to do? They told me not to give him, not to give him, the, not to give him money for the alcohol. I said, all right, and exactly, and what happened? But how could I not do it? Do you know how hard it's going to be? It was so hard. I go, exactly. That's why we can't answer your question. It's not a yes or no question. It's a process question of getting strong. And then they pushed me to the wall. How dare you be so cold? Don't you understand? I need an answer today. My brother's going to call me up in an hour, and I need to give him the money, or I don't give him the money. So let's understand. I don't even want to go into diagnosing, is it a personality disorder? Is it not a personality disorder? That's a different topic. What I'd like to teach you either way is the ability to make your, to set up your boundaries, your parameters. That is the goal. Now, how do you keep your parameters and your boundaries by only talking about your topic? Now, they will attack you when you make your parameters and your boundaries. That is what they will do. And you just remain clear, brother dear, this is what i got to discuss. When you're calling, this is what you can say. This is what you can listen. This is the topic we're going to talk about. And if he starts changing it, it's, brother dear, I need to go right now. Goes, And they will catch you. Oh, you're going because I'm talking about this topic? I need to go now. You don't say yes or no. They are very smart. They will figure it out. Either this brother will stop talking to you, will continue blaming you, or they will realize you're sticking to your guns and you'll be you'll remain in your strength. We cannot change another person, but we can set up our parameters. When they start the blame game, this one should have called, that should have called, there's only pain coming there. There's only pain in response or from, from him? Which, one, which way did you mean? Please put in more words. There's, always, there's going to usually be pain in, you, in his response. Boundaries. They can't handle boundaries. That's usually Correct. why they have a hard time staying married. That's usually why they have a hard time staying in a job. That's usually why they have a hard time having relationships. So far, you're on track. That's right. So which means, as long as you set up boundaries, just you to understand something is that a personality disorder, they're looking for love. They're looking for caring. They just don't know how to show it. And the only way that that they might either get better or you can have a healthy relationship is if you keep to your parameters. I'll share with you a cute little story that I had a, someone that I know that was unfortunately in the hospital for a little while, but they have in certain units like a little tape at the bottom of the floor next to the nurse's station and says you're not allowed to overstep that, that, that little tape. And people do not... Or people in the ward, those that have, let's say, a bit of a personality disorder, or those that are a child of a personality disorder, or those that are in a lot of pain, they're going to step over that line, and the nurses say, Sir, please step back, ask your question the other side. And then those people will start 
um, I don't use, like testing them, they'll put a toe on the line. They'll be half on the line, and the nurses are taught and trained, sir or ma'am, please step the other side completely. They go, what, my little foot on the line is bothering you? You're teaching boundaries. And the answer is yes. When you're on the other side of the street, of the other side of the tape, you will then ask your question. We will come to you. Otherwise, we won't. And then they go, "Well, you just answered me." And they try getting into the topic, sir. When you're on the other side, we will continue responding. And then they put their foot over. Then you stop talking to them. The nurses speak to them, and right away they'll put their foot right back over there. They're testing you. And this is one of the steps they do how to train. This is my boundary. They stop talking mid-sentence and go, when you step back over the line, we'll go there. They go, what, am I in kindergarten? What, is this a baby? And they go, sir or ma'am, when you step over the line, then we'll continue talking. And this is part of the tools, the structure that is needed. And you need to be aware of that on your conversation. You want to be aware of the lines. Even if it stops infringing on the line, you go, wait, we have to stop now. I'll continue speaking to you later. You don't have to say why. If you want to, you could. You could say we're now going into dangerous territory or emotional territory, and I need to go now. But do you realize how that's happening? Yes. Right. And that's the concept. But they don't like it. They blame you. They're going to try attacking you for that because they don't want to be put into structure. They want to be sharing their pain. They need to share their pain with someone. And because you're a family member, that's the great victim reason why they should trap you. And being a family member is no excuse to take pain. There is chesed. Yes, you're allowed to do a lot of chesed, but it's got to be done the way that's a mitzvah, not in a way that you're angry and nervous and now you start getting upset at your children because you might have a brother that has a personality disorder that's now ruining all relationships. Personality disorders, if the therapists do not know what they're doing, they cause splitting. They will cause fights all over. Because they'll say this one said this and that one said that. They'll change stories, change words. Oh, so you know your kid never called me after you asked your kid to call, and then you're upset. Me, you find out your kid called several times. They just didn't get through, or the, or the brother didn't pick up, but they didn't tell it to you that way. It's just the way they did it. They can't take being responsible. And again, I want to clarify, there are various levels of personality disorders. There are severe, and there are minor levels, or there's borderline, or then there's children of personality disorders, where they're very, very healthy. They just have some programs that need to be updated. And it still takes a while. Is all this making sense? Yes. Yes, very now, much so. how strong are you to remain strong and to get some guidance that dealing with a brother, since your parents are not dealing with him, or not anymore, now that he's shifting that role onto you? And well, that's also, guidance. that was going to be my last question. How do I not become his mother, not, not become his surrogate mother? Well, because one, he's already, you know, he's already um, acted as if he, I'm now mom and he can pull the same things or do the same things or ask the same kind of, you know, have the same expectations in various ways. Right. And uh, in therapy, sometimes when we do a role play, what we do in role play is as follows. I go, okay, let's see, I'll be your mother, you be the, you be the daughter, and now we do the role play. And I go, now you need to de-role yourself. Say, now I am back, Mordechai, I'm back to therapist. I wonder if you speak to him, and you can go, oh, that sounds like something you used to speak to Mommy and Tati about. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just your sister. I feel bad you're under such pain. That is something that a therapist might need, or a therapist can discuss So that. I just... Like that client that tried pushing me, what do I tell, for an example, that, that alcoholic brother, he needs money. Do I give him money or I don't give him money? 
The answer is, I deal with emotions. And those that deal with the addiction family members, there are other steps you have to learn. We cannot help you right now with your question. And part of the response is, a year from now, or six months from now, when you learn some of the basic skills, then you will be able to have an answer to your question. So whatever you've done in the past or whatever you will do won't help you. So you're de-rolling yourself from the position he's doing, and you are putting yourself in your role. So imagine he's getting upset. Your kids don't call this. Let's stop a second. Please, bro, let's say his name is Chaim or Mordechai. Mordechai, I feel bad for your pain, but that's not my role here. I like talking to you about the weather. I like talking about politics. You know, something like that. What's your thoughts about it? I like, how about we take a safer? I'm on the bus from Lakewood to Brooklyn every day, and someone has with his father a little, a little share on praying with fire, or one of those little things, and it's just five minutes. Let's take Masil Yasharim. Let's take something that's got some hashkaf or some emotions in it. Let's talk about neutral topics, nothing, pain that you're going through. Pain, that is what we need a therapist for. Kids aren't calling you, wow, maybe go to a therapist, a therapist will guide you. That's a therapist role. I'm your sister. Sisters talk about neutral topics. How was your food today? You want to hear a story about my kids? Can I hear a story about your kids? Tell me something about your day that was positive. That's what brothers and sisters talk about. Therapists talk about pain. Therapists talk about those that want to grow. Therapists talk about why people neglect you, why you're not getting calls. That's a therapist role. Do you see how you can now go into that? I can't answer you. I can't help you. Does that make sense? And yes, as her yes. sent me the message, a broken tape recorder. Her can you get involved in this a little? Uh, you said so. You said everything. I think that uh, we discussed this issue many times. With uh, last week, we had the same uh, question. I think uh, you know, as as this kind of people, uh, as they really in denial and they need help. And I think that uh, as a sister, I don't think it can help him by listening to his uh, pain. Just uh, try to, as as uh, Mordechai said, just to to shift the conversation to something else. And said, listen, I'm really tired about listening to this. Let's talk about something positive. Let's talk about the, the sky. Let's talk about uh, as uh, praying with fire, whatever, just something. And I think that will be the best for him and for yourself. Yeah. Thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. I want you to know we gave you this much airtime because, unfortunately, this is a common issue that is happening where there's a family member that is not well, the parents were having a certain relationship, and then the parents aren't here anymore, or they're getting older, and now they need to still keep that cycle going, so they now try shifting it into the next family member, or the older sister, or whoever that adult figure can be. Sometimes it's even a younger sibling. And now that younger sibling finds themselves stuck in a role that they don't want to be in. And what we help is, and this is, again, a common issue, because there's a lot of emotional disorders that aren't dealt with, and now they try to continue. The only way an emotional disorder can continue is if all the players continue dancing. So if one player is removed, someone else needs to step into the place. And now is the opportunity for you to change the dance by you not going there. Right. Thank Excellent. You. Yes. We've gotten several questions where people are asking about the parenting workshops. Like, let me announce this. Yes, Hashem, this coming Wednesday... I'll be doing the annual parenting workshop, and you can still sign up till Wednesday. The number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. 
I'm sorry, I just gave the number over here. It's 201-691-7626. 201-691-7626. That is a number to sign up for the parenting workshop before we finish it. we got a day of just about, a day and a half to do it. Tuesday and then by Wednesday it starts. So it's a day and a half. For those of you that are interested, it is six workshops. It is over the phone. It is then has the recordings that you can hear at 24-6. You're able to ask your question via text, and we've got people from all over, all over the world signed up, from England, Canada, of course the U.S., and various places in the U.S. It's a beautiful turnout. We've even got from Switzerland. So Baruch Hashem, it's international, and it's a schuss, and I find it a real honor to be able to do this. So again, the number for those that would like to sign up to the annual workshop it's very behavioral, giving you tools, skills the entire time with exercises to, done, to be done. It's 201-691-7626. And now, for those of you that would like to call and to ask your question, the number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Rav Nissen, who is next on the line? Uh, we are going to Mrs. H. Mrs. H. This is H. You're on the air with Mordechai on Radio Kolbarama. Thank you so much for taking my call. I think um, you have no radio. idea how much your line is changing my life. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Please share with me. Um, now I'm calling for somebody else, for a friend. I hope that's okay. And she couldn't take the courage to call. But for me, it's also very hard to talk live. And I was nervous all day, basically, before calling in. And one of the things I want to share with you is it's your credit that I literally called in, actually. Even I wanted to put down for the past 45 minutes, it's, you're teaching me so much. It's unbelievable. Well, thank you. Can you share with me one example? I know I put you on the spot. I know. I'm not good at that. Okay. That's okay. Go ahead. So thank Maybe you for the compliment. Maybe next time. It means so shame. much. Great. My pleasure. Um, my friend fin finally found the right therapist after going to many, for many years. Okay. And now her therapist started charging money, not even full price, and her husband doesn't want to pay. Yeah. Um, she's not ready to get a job now. She's going through a lot of anxiety and panic. She's just not ready to work. What yeah. is she meant to do now? And Let, changing me therapist, the Let me flip the question right back to you. Um, let's, how much is this therapist going to charge now at half price? What's the, what's the price? Only $75 instead okay. of Let 150 Let me ask you a question now. Can you give me three ideas how someone can get $75 if I tell you something is changing my life and it's so important? I've gone all over, I've found something. Can you give me three ideas how I can find $75? Not just one, three of them. And it's, it's a not job. Through, not, okay, no, not that one. We said, no, I'm sorry, not through a job and not through the husband. Give me two other ways. But, I mean, give me now three other um, ways after those two. I don't know. If you give me uh -oh, one, maybe let's be I'll creative. Have... No, no, no. That's how we help you problem solve. You're shifting your question on to me. Let me shift it right back to you. Let me ask you something. If you've got to come up with $75, you can't go through your husband and you're not going to get a job. Forget about your friend. I'm shifting it on to you. Give me three ideas. I don't know. Call Bika Chaylims, maybe? I don't know. You got it. Yes, Bika Chaylims are there to help you, and they will help you out with that. Yes, one. Give me two more. And it's hard. It means I want to recognize, I've had people throughout every time I've done a workshop call me up with a sad story why they cannot afford to take my workshop. I get that all the time. And the minute we give them an option, well, why don't you get four or five friends to sign up, and then we'll try to help you out? 
it, it, they have never taken it. Only once. This is the first workshop where someone, a, a sad story, sickness, everything going on there, and they really couldn't afford, but I said, help. They were able to get six, seven people to sign up. Well, people Let's, to help, to pay? Yes. Oh, is that possible? Oh, you can't know. The second I can't ask them. Well, number two is try to get people to help. Yeah. Explain to me, how do you think you can get people to help pay? I don't know. I don't know. Let's come up with an idea. I do know. I don't want to tell you. I want you to figure it out. I want you to start thinking, how can you find $75 a week? I really don't know. I would tell you if I'd know. All right, then. Listen, can you get involved? I'm a little Nagabadova because I'm a therapist. And I found that whenever anyone needs money for anything... Do you know how many times I've told people they don't have money for anything, and all of a sudden, when it comes to go to Lakbaimer Teretz Roll or go Roshoniam Kippur to the Rav or to the Makobul, to wherever, all of a sudden there's money, people that are being evicted? There's always money. I want you to realize that the concept of I cannot afford does really not exist. And I, I, it's scary for me to say this because Hashem is probably going to prove it to me, you know, after 120 of those things. But it's really true, especially $75 is a lot for so many. But. Right. Should she take her husband out of the picture and do whatever I she want can you, you herself? You see how trying to be creative? The problem is you're stuck. Let me shift it back to you. Forget about your friends. Stop thinking about your friends. We can't come up with ideas with others. But for yourself, if I tell you, if I want you to come, with, come up with $75 a week, not through your husband and not through getting a job, would you be able to come up with $75? Maybe. I have to try. I mean... I'm asking you, how will you come up with $75? You just told me. We just mentioned a few ideas. Good, so say it. See. Repeat them. To call people and see if they can help and the Kachoylans. Yes, exactly. Maybe get an easier job in the house. Excellent. That's also an idea. What else? What about if you start saving a 20 here and a 10 there from the house? You ever see how, how wives have a talent of how to save little money here and there? Right. Shave off some money here and there? Right, Have you ever heard of going to parents, asking for a little money, asking a brother or sister for a loan, maybe a couple of years down the line they'll pay back? Those are options. Right, but the uh, hey, hey, see, I don't even want to hear the why not. No, no, I heard your... Uh, I don't even hey, want to hear hey. it. I'm not even going down that path. That's why I shifted it onto you, because I know any idea I will say, you'll say no. Okay. You got it? The idea is that in therapy, one of the concepts in therapy is not why I can't, it's how can I. And as long as people right. are stuck with I can't, they really don't get anywhere. It's true. Right. Fine. Great. Hatlacha. Thank you so much. And You're I'm taking your parenting, Yonet Hashem, and I'm Parent really Shem. excited about it. Thank you. I want you to realize parenting is the same you said. If a parent is weak, I can't change my kid. These are the family. My husband's not helping me. My wife's not nice to the kids. So that's why my kids are how can I help? You can't take the parenting workshop. The first class in the parenting workshop is you yourself can and must be strong enough to be able to take care of your house. There's no excuses. Don't tell me your kids aren't good unless your kid has a severe diagnosis. Other than that, and then we'll discuss that in the last workshop, you're going to have control over your house, and control means a healthy responsibility. You're going to be setting the limits. But if you're stuck in the victimization of I can't and I won't, then I promise you it won't happen. The shift, right. this conversation that we're having now, if you feel, oh, I can't, my kids, they're this, they're that, 
either sign up for the workshop and it will shift your mind because we drill in over and over. Yes, you can. Yes, you have to. And if you're not dealing with it now, you're going to deal with it 30 years from now. So let's go ahead and shift. I was going to keep it quiet, but I'll tell it to you. This wife that is going now to the therapist that she can't get money out of her husband, the husband and the marriage is the issue all the years. Not just now. It's all the years. And she's right. got to get learn to be strong. And maybe she's hiding behind her anxiety, or her anxiety is keeping her from being the wife. She's going to have to learn to get stronger and finally get the marriage to a healthy place. There is so right. much more that I heard in that question, especially by the fact that you're asking the question stuck in her limitations, where $75, right. there are so many solutions out there. In the from world, Arvindasan, can you help me out? I know that, uh, as you said, you know, even even by, uh, I believe that she's going to the grocery and go to the supermarket, and she can just save a couple dollars here and there and uh, for herself uh, putting aside $75. Uh, right. I, don't see, I don't see any problem with this when you buy uh, a lot of food. You know what it family. is, a Jewish house, a Shabbos, an yes. average Shabbos to make? Now, I want to share with you one other concept. Is it possible the therapist started charging your friend money because she's just taking her time busy stuck as a victim? I no, can't. Not I at can't. all. No. no, she's finally starting to grow. It's the first therapist that she's really changing. I know that, but what I'm saying is maybe that is when I want to know that as therapists, sometimes we charge when the client is busy in the victim stage. You know what? Pay some money that you should want to come up with the money. It should be hard. So when you're putting in an effort, you'll get back an effort. Just want to no, know that it's is. After a year that she starts charging. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not important. Why did she No, it doesn't have to do with this, that the person right. is a victim and not doing what they're meant to. Okay. Oh, we Fine. got a text okay. here, sell something valuable in the arm you have no, no use for. Sorry? Also, yeah, is there something in the house? That's a good idea that she can sell. That's old or different. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, great. We're going to go to some questions. I just want to read one text that someone sent because I appreciate their opening line. I was by the Mega Directions event and came home feeling gittery empowered, greatly empowered. I sent up a question. Someone experiencing severe anxiety and depression will get there in a minute. I just want to thank you. The energy that people walked out with from that Mega Direction event was powerful, was exciting, was informed, was laughing, smiling, understanding. And yes, that feeling, I feel you've summarized it that well. Therefore, we'll, take, we'll, we'll just address your question, and then we're going to take the next then we'll take a caller. So your question is that I sent up a question, experiencing, someone experiencing severe anxiety and depression, obviously due to situational trauma. Is it possible after proper therapy and all to become even stronger when the cast moved, or is that person now more susceptible to anxiety and panic? Thanks a lot. I think the question is complicated, and let's clarify. When a person overcomes a challenge and you learn how to do it, how to deal with it, of course you come out stronger. That means that if I don't know how to close, how to button a shirt, and I struggle 20 times to learn how to struggle a shirt, to button a shirt, now I know how to button a shirt. And now if I get a different shirt or a different type of buttons, I'll know how to figure it out. So even if a button would be a triangle, I would know how to button it because I understand the concept. Now, does, that's the positive side. Of course you come out stronger, but don't you also come out more aware that next time someone is going to tell you something, you might be able to say, I don't know if I'm ready to learn because it took me 20 times. means there's a saying, ignorance is bliss. Sometimes it's better not to know the pain or not to have the experience. And this way, you might be happier, easier, more relaxed. On the other hand, life is also meant to grow. So I believe, now my personal opinion, those that have learned how to deal with anxiety, 
and from trauma, what that means is they have more skills in life because life always has pressures. And, and if you don't know how to handle the pressure, they turn into anxiety. And now that you've learned how to deal with it, yes, I believe you come out stronger and better than ever. Yes. Excellent. Let's go ahead, Harvness, and which we'll question should we take we'll now? We'll go to Mr. S. I Mr. think we don't S. have much time, but okay. okay. We'll go to him. Right, we've got four minutes just about. Yes. Okay, hi. Hello? Yes, you're on with Mordechai yes. Rabbison. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'd like to ask you a question. Like, Go ahead. Um, certain things when what I... I'm not so good in English, just... You don't understand, just... You're good. Over. I got you so far. Okay. So certain things happened in my life, like as a kid. Like, I went through, like... I'm going to... I'm going to tell you, like, small stories, like... Uh, no, I'll tell you, we got three happened. minutes to go. So do you want to spend okay. the time telling like, me the stories, yes. or do you want to try to get... No, 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 I'm going to give you, like, a mushal. Like, I, I asked my my friend, please pass me the ketchup on the table. My lunch, so he, he took, like, a plate of tuna and, and spit it on my hand. That's interesting. So certain, things, so certain things happen to me. That's a small thing. But I would like to know oh, that's how a small do I thing that if you ask a friend for a favor, thing. let me understand this. You ask a friend for a favor just to pass you something, and they throw it all over your food, all over your body, your your pants. That's a small thing. Um, listen, things what I went through in my life. This is small. Oh wow! So I ask a lot of people. Uh, some some kids ask me, "Wow, you still Jewish? What's what's like? You really went through a lot." So I always ask them, I don't, I don't want to be a loser. Like, I don't want to like give up just not being Jewish. So, so, so I, w- I would like to know how could I delete certain Go to a therapist. Go, to in th- my... go speak to your Rav, your family. This, your question is so complicated. It doesn't Why? make sense. It just, I just want to delete that story in my head. Certain I know. I, I wish that. I, could you? I'll, I'll make it easier for you. You get me $2 million. I just want $2 million in my bank account, like, tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock, and I'll tell you how to just delete it like that. It's the same thing. No, it's you want to learn maybe you skills, can help me skills, how to get rid of that thing. Like, it's like... I, right. I uh, like notice what I'm illusion, asking. You just want to get rid of something that, that actually happened. And what? Right. Yeah, you want to get rid of something. Do you realize that once a situation happens, it's now part of your body, it's part of your brain. There's now a circuit there. You want to be yes, able to I just feel like remove the hand. It sometimes and doesn't go out and doesn't go away. Like, That's right. Really want That's to get right. rid of it. That's right. Just, I got you clear. Unfortunately, what you want doesn't exist. What do you mean? You you don't you went to college, no? What do you mean? You're you're a human. Just how do you just remove the hand? It's now part of you. Experience no, is is a neuron. It's part of your brain. There's got to be something that you can like. Uh, I'll tell Make you, just like, go get me away. The $2 like million like dollars in my account tomorrow, 9 o'clock. That's it. Just get it. It's easy. No, isn't there a lot of money out there? Just $2 million. Just get it in my bank account. That's all. Like this. Uh, you want it instantly. I'm giving you 10 hours to figure it out. So you don't have an answer, I guess. Oh, I have an answer. You just don't like the answer. You're not hearing the answer. The answer is it no, doesn't I, exist. I, the answer is it's no, going to work. It's, I don't think it's such a hard uh, question. 
Go ahead. Maybe I, I didn't say it's a hard question. It's a very easy question. I'm telling you it's work. It's therapy. It's months of therapy. Let's understand Move. this. You've gone through trauma. The easiest trauma that you've gone through is you're asking your friend to pass you the ketchup, and they spill an entire plate of tuna fish all over you on purpose. And you're saying, and to me that's severe trauma. It means friends, no one defending you, kids making fun of you publicly, bullying. Those are major traumas. You think these are the least of the traumas that you're going through. Now you want to know just how do you delete stuff. It means you want me to tell you something that doesn't exist. Just put $2 million, just get $2 million on my account. It's like that. It's just like that. Someone that oh, doesn't have be, it doesn't I, I have I think it should be like certain exercise to do with your brain or to... To do certain things in order to go away, like a lot of pain. Uh, you shouldn't have so much pain in your, in your head. You know, it's like you're walking around on, uh, with the Twin Towers, you know, it's not easy. I'm trying to say it should be something. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not so simple. It's really it's not, so, it's not so simple. I think that uh, yes, it's no answer. No it's, answer. Uh, you know, it's not. It's not. That. It's, you Why don't, do you uh, use those words? There's no answer. There is an answer. Well, it's just not the answer. It's a lot of like. therapy. It's like saying, forget about it. There's no, there's Let no, me ask you, can you build a building work. in one minute? Just build a 10-story building in one minute. There's no, you went to college. and you're in construction. I understand you're in construction for 20 years. You can't build a building in one minute for 30 stories. Why not? No, I'm asking you just teach me how to do certain things, how to go away. That's not what uh, you're asking. You want best. me to build a building that takes 30 stories, no. that takes several months no, or years to build. I, I want to work on it. Um, how do I start working on it? So now, you want to learn construction, Harvinison. Could you teach him how to start now building a building? Yeah, no problem. Just with the uh, starting with the plants, and then we're starting with the the digger. You know, just exactly, the bulldozer. Yeah, exactly. I like it. Great. So, so you start, start the with a therapist that deals with trauma. That's how you start. You start with the plans. The plans are a therapist that has ex- extensive experience with trauma, and that therapist is going to teach you. Each session will be another will be another lesson. That's exactly what therapy is. We don't do therapy. We teach you steps how to deal with things. So now. So now they're having this until you take plans. Do you know which plans to go to? They're having this until you which place to get the plans, who makes the plans? Go to the architect, and then you get permits. And this is a process. Do you know where the architect is? Did you get a name of an architect? Do you know which place to go for permits? Do I go to the police station to get a permit? Where do you get that? So you go to a person like Harv Nissen that has experience in the field. We call those therapists that know the process and start guiding you one step at a time how to do it. So this is what I did. I just need one step. Therapist. I just need release, the one step. Or echo, and you get, you get an experienced construction person that will teach you construction, specifically for trauma. Yep. That's the short answer. Right, thank you. Okay, thank You're you welcome. very much. Good night. Good night. So we are already Our, minus four, you know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Rav Nissen, thank you for this amazing workshop that we had yesterday. A pleasure being with you together. Emeritus Shem, many, many more to all the Amen. listeners here. Thank you. And Hatzlach, and have a wonderful evening. Amen. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.